Welcome to the Project DIY Hunter Podcast. If you're thinking about hunting DIY or if you've been hunting DIY for a long time, this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we seek to gain knowledge to continue to be successful DIY hunters. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. So what is up? Another episode of the Project DIY Hunter Podcast. I got Rhett here. He's an intern at um, the construction job that I work at. He's going to talk about some turkey hunting and, and just his everyday DIY hunting that he does. Um, he kind of hunts everything we do. So yeah, Rhett, how are you today? Good, Charles. How are you? Good, man. Um, excited to get somebody on. This is the first time we've actually recorded face-to-face um i haven't even actually done that with kenny yet so um speaking of which i kind of wanted to talk about that for a second so we we recorded uh, an episode the other night about camping that i think kenny's editing and he's gonna post but yeah i just want everybody to, to keep in mind him and his family probably take a second here you can pause or whatnot say a little prayer for him his brother you know they just lost her um stepdad um kind of immediately it wasn't um they know it was coming, so it's kind of been hard on their family. So just take a chance and, and say a quick prayer for them and think about them. Um, that'd be awesome. So anyways, let's jump into it. So turkey hunting. Why do you love turkey hunting? Um, how long have you been turkey hunting? And just kind of introduce the audience to your background, how old you are, what you do. Because um, I know when I was in your place, um, senior at Clemson, I was – duck hunting 62 days and 58 days in a row type yeah. craziness um so these are definitely the best hunting years of your yeah. life yeah. right now so um, yeah just go ahead and tell us a little bit about you so my name's Rhett cox as charles mentioned i'm from chester county i'm from edgemore actually but chester county nobody knows where edgemore is um but yeah i started turkey hunting my daddy he's you know he's born to hunt uh he kind of started on his own uh, back when he was a teenager and I got three older brothers but I'm really the only one that really loves it like he does so he started taking me turkey hunting when I was probably around eight um, we'd just go across the road at our house they got some land and uh, first couple years you know didn't hear much gobbling didn't really know what turkey hunting was but then a couple years into it we finally started getting some birds I finally killed my first bird when I was 12 I actually killed two in a week uh, so that's when I was already hooked, but once I killed a, a nice tom, it was uh, it was on from there, and I've you know I go as much as I can, uh, especially like you said with now. Once I start working, that time's definitely gonna get cut short somewhat. So, and I uh, uh, I hunt a lot of national forest land. Uh, had started kind of when I was able to drive. Daddy never really hunted too much public land, but you know only having couple hundred acres to hunt that really doesn't have any birds uh ventured out and was able to find some good spots and have some pretty good success and it's fun just to go around and uh hunt those birds because they're they're tough at times i'm not an expert by any means but we figured a few of them out so if you want me to go into a story or two yeah talk about some of the birds you killed around here um yeah. In this area on public land, and I know you called in some for some guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I know you killed two this year so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, just talk about those. 
Yeah, so uh, the first bird this year, my cousin Mason, he's my first cousin. Um, he's been trying to get a bird for a couple years now. He hadn't really gone too, he hadn't been really hard at it until this year. We finally started getting him on some birds when he went. So uh, it was, I think, two Saturdays ago, the second weekend of the season. The first weekend we went to some national forest and caught a bird in, bumped him. We were impatient. That's a huge thing with turkeys is, Everybody tells you, you know, key to killing a turkey is being patient, but you really got to learn that because it's hard to wait out a turkey for two hours when you got to. But uh, so this particular morning, we actually went back to where we had bumped the turkey the weekend before. Uh, daybreak, we heard a few goblin far off, but we were both pretty adamant that there was one nearby. So we just went in the bottom where we caught him up last weekend and just sat for a while, about about an hour probably. Um, then we were about to get up, and I was like, let me call one more time. Let's sit for 15 more minutes. So so I did. We probably sat another minute or so, and he hammered off above us on the ridge. And we're like, there he is. So uh, we hung tight. Um, he kept gobbling, kept gobbling. We were like, he's probably got some hens with him. So we moved up the ridge a little bit, got set up on the side of it, hoping he'd just come out and poke his head up and he could get the job done. And then when we were sitting there, we're guessing, well, obviously somebody on the private side, there was a river running right near us, and on the other side was private, and they heard the bird fire up, so they were calling across the creek, and the bird was just hammering back at him. So I was like, well, if he's hammering back, let's just try to move up there and kill him without even calling to him too much. So we went up the ridge, um, heard him gobble. He was close. You could hear the rattle. It's a beautiful sound. Uh got up there and my cousin was going to crawl up because it sounded like he was right over the peak right right on the side of the hill on the other side and we were at the top and he climbed up and i heard putting and that's if you've turkey hunted you know that's the worst noise ever hear that bird putting um and i said you better get ready and uh he actually saw the turkey it actually turns out it wasn't the tom he had a hen with him like we thought he might have and the old nosy hen busted us um turkey ran off we were pretty bummed because you know we had one the weekend before in there probably the same bird not sure though uh bust us too so we kept at it though and we went to another spot where we had had some success in the past we actually called up some birds i called up my buddy's first bird over there it was a jake but first bird it was a fun time so we went there got in the bottom i like to get in bottoms on public land i don't really know why a lot of people like to run the ridges which i do too but i've had some pretty good success of just getting in the bottom and walking and calling soft purring clucking little soft yelps because i mean if you go down in a in a bottom you generally see a good bit of turkey sign down in there so uh went down in there we saw some sign didn't get anything to gobble it was kind of windy and my cousin needed to be home about two his wife and him and yeah him and his wife were doing something around too, so we decided to ease up this ridge. Found a good bit of scratching. We were like, well, we'll sit down for a little while. So we sat down. I pulled the glass out, called a little bit. I use the glass when it's windy because it kind of cuts in the wind a little bit. Right. Um, better than a mouth call. So we were sitting there, and a fire truck goes by on the road, and we can hear, you know, his siren going off. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, that could make a bird shot gobble. But I didn't really think it happened. But probably the fourth or fifth time it went off, he hammered off a ridge over and we're like, there he is. You know, good long gobble. We're like, 
100% of Tom. And me and him both, we that morning I get, we were kind of being impatient. I think if we'd have sat on the end of that ridge, he would have come right down to us. So we literally said to each other, we're like, we'll sit here literally all afternoon if we got to because he's going to come up here. And he gobbled at that siren, and then I made – one series of calls and he hammered off and i was like yeah he's gonna come up here eventually so sat the call down started waiting we saw him probably 150 yards off on the ridge across from us and uh they looked like they were heading our way they actually looked like they were heading down in the bottom and i thought they were gonna pop up to our left um ended up they popped up where we first thought they would but before that, they were probably 60 or 70 yards out. We could hear them in the leaves, and my cousin's phone goes off. He doesn't have it on silent. Nice. Yeah, it was his wife calling. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, are you kidding me? You know, we found a, a bird that's, you know, fired up midday, you know, on the National Forest. You know, you don't find it too often. When, it, right. when you find it, you better kill the bird because, yeah, he, it, it's not going to happen that many times. But for some reason, they didn't care. Uh, I don't know if it was because of the siren that just went by. It kind of sounded like it. I don't know. Maybe the, they were real comfortable, I guess. But so about – I was facing directly away from where the turkeys were. He was facing the turkeys. I didn't want to have any chance of any more people being able to be seen. So I wasn't even looking that way. And he tells me, you know, they're crossing over the ridge top, and I might well shoot them if you can. But uh, – there were some hens with him. There were two gobblers. I don't know if the second one was a tom. There were two gobblers. And he said they had just went over the hill. And I was like, well, daggum. So I clucked and purred and, and yelped and scratched in the leaves. And they hammered back twice. And then I hear him kind of raise up. And I hear boom. And he gets up like he missed the turkey. Like he's like gets up and run. He's like looking. And I'm like, holy cow, he just missed. <laughs> and, uh. And then I see a, a definite gobbler. I don't – you can tell by the head. I don't know if it was a Jake or not, but I was like, there he is, shoot him, shoot him, because he, he was still 20 yards. He didn't really know what was going on. Right. And uh, bird flew off. He's like, he's right there. And I was like – I looked down, and there was a, you know, a tom laying there, and we, you know, jumping for joy. You know. Yeah, that we, was his first bird? That was his first bird. That's he awesome. was – yeah, he was ecstatic. I mean, we jumped and hugged. Yeah. Acted like little girls seeing <laughs> Justin Bieber or something. Yeah. It was a, uh, it's a great feeling to me. You know, yeah. We finally get, cause we've been hunting hard and come so close. I mean, we had been in the birds, just hadn't been able to shoot one in the face. But yeah, how does that, me. how's that rank on your most memorable bird? Is that uh, the top five, or what is your most yeah. memorable bird that you've ever shot? <sighs> That's <sighs> kind of putting you on the spot there. I yeah, I, don't, so um, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, so I could go in a different story. I, I would say probably my most memorable bird was last year. So we go camping in Santee, um, in Broadwater, actually. Some of the listeners might know where that is. Um, but it's probably a 45-minute boat ride off the Congaree. It's actually north of Santee, like Lake Marion. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother, last last spring during Corona, he was actually laid off. So he, uh, he was looking for a job. So he went down there for a week by himself. Well, a couple days by himself. My uncle came down there, long story. But uh, he didn't take anything, you know. He just went down there. He bowled one fish. He was a hungry guy. Um, and he told me when I talked to him on the phone, he was like, I heard a bird gobble. And I'm like, oh. 
He was like, bring your stuff, because I heard one gobble on Thursday morning. I was yeah. like, all right, because I was coming down on Sunday. I think I was actually hunting back home. I wanted to keep hunting. Um, so I went down there. I took my stuff. And, and the last spring, you know, it was really wet. And back there, it was mostly flooded. It's a swamp area, and most of the time there's some high ground. It's a lot of sloughs that run around. Um, but this year, there was really only one high ground. They call it the Indian Mound. And it's actually some history to it. It's actually an Indian mound. The Indians built it back there. It's like probably 10 feet higher than any other spot there. And it's probably, I don't know, half an acre. There's a campsite right there near it. So they weren't camping there at first. They were camping another spot. But when they came and picked me up from the landing and when we came back, the water rose so much, their tent was underwater. So we had to move camp that night. And I'm laying in the tent, and I'm like, you know, if I hear one gobble from the tent in the morning, I'll get up. So I'm laying there, and uh, my, my alarm goes off, I don't know, 6 o'clock or something. And I'm like, I'm just going to lay here and listen. Soon as I, like, said that, I hear right right behind the tent. I mean right behind. I'm like, holy cow. This bird's right here. Like, he wasn't lying. He's hammering. Yeah. And it was like, I got videos of it. I, the bird was roosted over nothing but water. I'm thinking the water came up that night. Because he was roosted, I mean, it was probably 100 yards before land. And I was like, well, I'm going to get right there on land. He's got to come there. That's literally the only land in the whole place. I'm going to kill this turkey. And the mosquitoes are awful down there. And uh, this bird stayed on the limb for 20 minutes. Not 20 minutes, I'm sorry. Two hours, until like 8 o'clock. I could see him strutting, gobbling, um, calling to him. He was gobbling. He just, he couldn't figure it out, I guess. I was waiting on him to tree hop over. And, uh... My brother finally woke up, and I texted him. I was like, dude, drive the boat down here. So he's like, all right. And I was like, you'll hear him gobbling when you get up. And he was like, yeah, I hear him. And uh, he drove the boat. There was a slough that went by him. He drove the boat, and the bird hopped one tree. And then the slough kept wrapping around. He kept going. And the bird finally came and flew to the land, but he skirted by me way too quick. And uh, amidst all that, a, a, a real hen had started calling over there, too, behind me. And uh, I guess he got with her, and they went off, and I didn't hear him. I was like, I'll get him in the morning. Yeah. Um. So we were fishing that day right behind the camp, and we hear him go off. And I'm like, let's go get him. So we go back there, and uh, we're in there probably 200 yards, and I'm calling a little bit. Nothing, nothing. We get to, I don't know, four or 500 yards back in there. I'm like, I'm going to call right now. If we don't hear him, I'm not going to booger him. I'll just try to kill him in the morning. And uh, I called, and he gobbled. And I don't really – there was water all around us. But there was one strip of land that went up to that Indian mound I was talking about. And I think he was up there. I'm still not sure. So we sat down, and he came in on a string. Um, but he stopped about 80 yards and was just strutting and gobbling for like 10 or 15 minutes. I'm getting tore up by mosquitoes. My brother is shirtless. I'm like, he's. <laughs> there's no way we kill this turkey. Um He's shirtless back there. He's a good ways from me. He's on a big tree sideways. So the turkey can't see too much. And uh, that turkey just sits out there, gobbles and struts. And I'm, I'm just shut up. And he's not coming because he doesn't see that hen. And it's pretty clear in there. I had, actually had a decoy out, but he didn't see the decoy. And when he turned to go, I just turned back and made a call, trying to sound like I was going the other way or far off. And he hammered and came in and he was at i didn't know how far he was exactly but i had an opening picked out and i was like if he comes right here i'm gonna kill him 
And uh, he came through there, you know, bobbing the head through there, and I shot, and it laid him down. I'd shoot a Remington 870 with a – I've never been into chokes, but I missed a bird last year, and I was like, I'm done with this because it was it, – I was sick because that was a yeah. National Forest bird. The first one I'd ever shot at, and I missed. And uh, so I shot him. We, you know, real excited. That was probably one of my most memorable because we ate on that thing all week. We stayed four more days, and we yeah. had, we were. My brother said we were eating like kings <laughs> and sleeping like babies. I mean, we were. We were having yeah. a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. So what kind of choke did you use? I shot. Yeah, I uh, I bought this pretty general choke, um, a Carlson's Longbeard XR that goes with the Winchester Longbeard XRs. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I patterned it, and it shoots well. I shot that bird at 52 steps. Wow. So, yeah, he was uh, he was out there, but it he he was probably one of the least birds that – he didn't fly partly at all. I mean, when I shot him, he was he was stone dead. I mean, you know, all turkeys flop a little bit. But, yeah, that, that choke is definitely a game changer. Yeah, I'll try to find that choke and uh, get a link and put yeah, that in, it's, the, in the notes on, it's, the, on the episode. It's not – Two per, I think mine was fifty dollars. So I mean, yeah. it's not the cheapest. It's not a fifteen dollar choke, but it's not, it's not crazy high either. And with the the Longbeard XRs, a lot of people use that combo. Yeah. But it's a it's it's a good it's a good combo. Yeah, if you want turkey on it. So what kind of decoys do you use? Uh, I really, I generally have a decoy in my back. It's just a like a ten dollar decoy from Walmart, the little right. foam ones. Yeah. But to Thinking about it, I don't think I've ever shot a turkey that like was definitely committed to a decoy. Or I, a lot of them, I hadn't even had a decoy out. Like that one, me and my cousin shot. We didn't have a decoy out. I shot a bird up here in Clemson. Didn't have a decoy out. Yeah. Um, I some, a lot of times I don't put one out just because it's kind of sporadic when you when you get one to gobble close and um, a lot of times they'll hang up on a decoy too like well i got another story you want me to jump into another Absolutely. story so this past youth season my fiance's brother so soon to be brother-in-law we've been trying to get him a turkey he's 16 i think so we actually went to the national forest land that morning went to the first spot didn't hear anything it's overcast didn't hear any goblin thought we'd hear some goblin didn't though so we went to a bottom that was good for me last year and we eased through there and we had two gobble off on the ridge above us and they pitch and i was like all right we're gonna sit here and see what they do and wasn't they were just hammering at everything and wasn't long they flew right down jumped the creek flew right to us well not right to us i came up the bottom probably we were probably 100 yards off the creek and uh they came up one was strutting and gobbling one was just gobbling really looking for the hen and uh, they were kind of leery to come in. They were about 80 yards, but I'd set up. It was a little, kind of like a little peak in this bottom. And I kind of set up there because I could kind of manipulate where I was sounding like. So if the birds did come like they did, I could sound like I was on the other side of that little hill. And they'd have to come up there and look. Um, and if they came from either way, since I was on a point, I could kind of sound like, because I, I was turning my head calling like I was behind this hill. And uh, sure enough, they came right up there, 25 yards. He poked his head up. I was like, kill him. And it, unfortunately, he missed. And uh, we were both disappointed. But we kept after, and we went to a different spot 
that evening a piece of public right near the house. It gets hunted a lot, but being youth day, I mean, youth day public land's pretty much, I mean, right. great private land because there's nobody hunting. Yeah. So we went out there and uh, we set up kind of where I knew some birds had been in the past. And uh, we called, finally had one gobble and he was behind us in the bottom. And uh, we kind of eased that way. He was on the opposite ridge working his way up. And he and then he went quiet. And I was like, all right, this is probably a smart old Tom. That ridge ran all the way up to the field that we were sitting on. So I was thinking he's he could go all the way up there, work all the way up there, and come down the, down the field to us. We just got to sit there. So we put a decoy out and we sat there. And I wasn't sure that's what he was going to do, but that was a thought. And... Uh, Sure enough, my my future brother-in-law was sleeping, and I'm on my phone, which was dumb to be, but I'm on my phone, and I hear spitting, and I'm like, that's a turkey, and I look up, and there's a hen 10 yards maybe, just looking right down the woods. At, we were really covered. We were in some thick stuff on the edge of that field, and uh, I just kept hearing the spitting, and I'm looking at this turkey, and I'm like, I know that's not a tom. It's a hen, but why does it sound like it's spitting? And right. evidently the the hen was covering up my view of the tom, and he was just as beautiful as you want him back behind her, probably 50 yards strutting. And uh, he came in, and I thought he was going to come right to the decoy. And the decoy was probably like 10 yards in front of us to the right. And I was like, he's going to come right down there. No way he's going to miss this one. But uh, he hung up at like 50 yards on that decoy. And... Uh, if Caden would have been sitting in the where I was, he probably could have got a shot off, but he'd have been shooting across me, and right. we just didn't get a shot off. But that's one of the reasons I don't love decoys is because that bird definitely – if the decoy wouldn't have been out, I think that bird probably would have worked that whole field looking for us. Um, so I think that kind of messed us up there, the decoy. So that's somewhat why I don't use them. And my daddy has never really been a huge fan. He kind of likes right. – just setting up and using the woods to his advantage. Yeah. Um, so do you have any memory hunts with your dad? That oh, yeah. Yeah. How many? Y'all probably hunted a lot together. Oh, man. We've hunted a lot. Well, have we killed that many turkeys? Not that many. But, yeah, we've uh, – he can turkey hunt. Um, but, yeah, my first, my first two turkeys, I mean, my first probably five birds he called up for me. I just started calling probably three or four years ago, and now – I do most of the calling because um, I really enjoy calling. One of them, my first bird, we heard a ton of birds that morning. And uh, we called this one. We called most of the birds that I've killed with him off of the neighbors because the birds just don't hang out on our land. It's just my daddy's a logger, so it's just pine, pine plantation. And there's good hardwoods on the other land, so they hang out there. And uh, we actually had one firing up, and he came down. He came down to us off his land. And I don't remember much because I was 12, and when you shoot a turkey, you don't, it happens fast most of the time. This one did. And uh, I really don't even remember aiming, but I remember hearing that flopping, and I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah. We ran up there and, and got him. And we actually doubled up one time. It was on Jake's, but I'm, I'm not too prideful to shoot a Jake. Right. I'm a little more now, but uh, back in my younger days, I definitely wasn't. But right. uh, we called up five turkeys one morning. I think it was the last morning, and we had a tough year. We hadn't hardly heard any birds gobble. And uh, we called up five. We think there was a tom in there, 
but uh, we just didn't pick him out, I guess, because I was shooting first. I just shot when I saw one. They were all strutting the Jakes, um, and I shot one, and I started like fighting purring, and the other one started jumping on him. And we didn't bring two guns that morning. The only morning we didn't. We were like, we don't need to. We're not even going to hear turkey. So uh, I slide the gun to him, and I keep purring, and they're just spurring. Well, they don't have spurs because they were jakes, but they keep pecking the junk out of them, and finally one sticks her head up, and Daddy shoots him, and we killed a double, and that was yeah, that was a really memorable hunt. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time, even though they were jakes. Those were the first birds I'd ever called in to, and they yeah. sat on the limb for like an hour and a half. Really? Yeah, it was uh it was before church. We about didn't make it to church, but we did. Yeah, you we got got in there. trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. We were there. Uh, so when you're scouting public land, what are you looking for? Um and then I guess what kind of techniques do you use to call those birds in on public land and and just you know, from start to finish, you find them yeah. to the kill. Kinda of how does that how do you map that out in a new new area? New area so like I said, I'm not an expert, but I have had some and if you spend enough time turkey hunting and and you and you know a little bit you're gonna run into some turkeys so what i generally look for is of course tracks i mean fresh tracks if you can get on a logging road um scratching what i like to do when i'm looking like on onyx for hunting land i like i hate places where you can drive all the way in i hate it because i'm young i really don't mind walking um that's what i look for places where you know it's a 3,000 acre track and you can't drive all the way in and there's a nice bottom in the bottom that's I mean turkeys are going to be on the ridges and in the bottom that's what I've learned Um, and like I said earlier one of my techniques is just working bottoms calling soft and I think soft calling yeah soft calling I've I've kind of picked that up a lot more this year Um, and it's definitely because I've I've had some success calling turkeys in I haven't been able to get them to the gun barrel as much as i'd like to but getting them to to fire off and and play with me i've been able to do that this year and it's just a lot of soft calling sometimes i mean last friday when i called in the two it wasn't too soft to calling um but it was real early in the day midday i like to soft call a lot and i really just work bottoms and be patient because they're around i mean you think they're not because they're like ghosts. I was telling my cousin before we shot that one um, that Saturday when we were leaving the other spot where we just bumped the bird, I was like, these things are like ghosts. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've, they're there, and you can hear them, but it's hard. It's just hard to get them in. And, I mean, that's, again, another reason we were so excited because, I mean, for us, they've been tough. Yeah. And I, especially this year, uh, just getting them to the gun barrel to shoot them. We, we've been blessed to hear them gobble and get some gobbling, but getting them all the way in, being patient, having it all work out right has been uh, has been the struggle. Yeah. But, yeah, just looking for fresh sign, working bottoms, going places people don't or wouldn't normally do. I also like to – another reason I like going to a bottom and then working out is because most of the people are going to work going in. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're, they're going to hear it. A, a hen or they're gonna hear a yelp somebody yelping 100 yards from the truck coming in but i mean if you get in that bottom and you don't call and you get in that bottom and start calling it's like oh there's a that might sound a little more realistic i don't know if there's any truth to that but 
right. in my mind it kind of makes sense so that's what I like I kind of like to think like other people wouldn't be like what would most people do and then I try to do the opposite generally right. because I mean those turkeys get hunted all the time and even on private land like we've heard birds this year on our place because we'll go there before church on Sundays and uh they're always on the neighbors but they're either so hinned up or just don't want to come and you know you can't do anything with them so i don't know turkeys are tough turkeys are tough to kill they're definitely they'll make you aggravated you know that so i'm gonna add this part to the last episode um so yesterday rhett and i were having a podcast after work and it was his last day he was interning here with us at mashburn construction and um we thought it was gonna be the last time we see him um at least till the end of summer and he called me earlier this morning and said that he uh shot a turkey so i'm gonna let him talk about that now and um just kind of ironic how we were talking about all this turkey hunting yesterday and then this morning he uh called me and and then he come by to to show everybody so yeah so here's rhett appreciate it charles yeah so Yesterday was my last day. I decided to take the day off and do some turkey hunting, and I was planning on hunting right around here in Clemson on some public land. Uh, but then last night I got to thinking I've been wanting to go up to the mountains and try it in games on one. So I looked on Onyx, downloaded the maps. I was like, I'm going to go up there. So got up this morning, drove up there. It wasn't that far of a drive, 40, 45 minutes. Um I got to a first spot and it was actually a mountain. I'm not going to say the name, but it's actually a mountain and uh, climbed up on it, listened, didn't hear a thing, hunted in there a little while, nothing, didn't really see much sign at all, was kind of guessing how many turkeys were actually in this area. Um, So went out of that spot, uh, went down the road a little bit, went to another spot, walked about a mile and a half down a, a gravel road that ran a ridge and didn't hear see anything didn't really think the habitat looked that good it was pretty thick undergrowth um some of it was pretty clear most of it was thick i just and real steep i mean in the mountains i've never hunted any terrain like it so i was about to leave and uh i was riding out and looked on onyx one more time there was one more piece of the national forest that looked pretty good and it wasn't didn't look as mountainous so i was like i'll go in there because that's kind of what i'm used to hunting and uh got in there and it was pretty pretty clean underneath it looked like good turkey habitat and i found a a ridge on the map that ran to the road uh that had a pretty good top to it and it went out a ways um and then ended up ending at a pretty good high point so i was like i'll work that ridge there's got to be a turkey or some a gobbler somewhere that can hear me from up there so I was walking up the road and uh right before i got to that to a turn in the road where the ridge met the road the main walking road i looked up and saw a turkey through the thick stuff and it had obviously seen me it had ran off but it didn't putt or anything so it wasn't too skittish and i kind of just sat there and listened i kind of i heard it ease off down the ridge and uh I was contemplating what to do. I was like, do I do I loop way around to get on the back side of this ridge and come up this way? But I was like, no, nah, I'm not walking all these gullies. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go where he was and just sit down for a little while and maybe call soft a little bit. And so I eased up the road, sat down like right where he, where I saw him run off from. Scratched in the leaves one time, 
tried to sound like a hen feeding. I yelped real soft one time and was planning on just sitting there and I started hearing something walking. I was like, well, that's good. They're still, they're still around. Uh, maybe that, maybe they'll ease this way. Maybe there's a Tom. I didn't know it was a Tom at the time. I just knew it was a Turkey. Um, so I heard it walking, whatever it was. I didn't know if it was a Tom or a hen or what. Um, but it was getting closer. I was like, well, if this is a Tom, it's going to happen pretty quick. So I got my gun up on my knee and kept coming closer. And I was just looking, it was kind of thick, not real clear in that particular spot. And, uh, I finally saw the bird, saw the black blob, and I was like, that's a turkey. And then uh, I saw a beard hanging down, but I was kind of second-guessing myself. Cause I was like, this bird just ran off. Is this a jake that came back? I don't I don't know. I'm not too sure. So I waited a little longer, and then I saw the beard hanging. And I was like, yeah, it's definitely a tom, and he stuck that head up. And I, I pulled the trigger, and he fell over. And I think there was actually two. I'm not quite sure. It sounded like two walking, but once I saw the one, I just locked in on him and uh, – and uh, didn't really pay attention to the other one, if there was one. Still don't know if there was. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of beginner's luck going up there and killing a mountain bird. But it was uh, it was a great time. Pretty Not to hear him gobble. I've never killed one and never heard gobble. So it was a pretty neat experience. Yeah, man, that's, that's pretty awesome, you know, especially right after we were just talking about it and um, everything that's been going on. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming back and um, – get back on here again and tell us about it because i know you're pretty busy which is why you're not really working today so you got um banquets and stuff to go to so yeah i just want to say thank you to all the listeners um i know it's been a little while since we've posted an episode so um, we're going to get on this schedule and and start posting a little more here um in the near future um have a lot of stuff coming up once uh season gets started back and i'm going to yosemite do some fly fishing here coming up so i'll hopefully talk about that and um how that goes and um so yeah if you have any questions you know you can email us at project diy hunter at gmail.com um you have instagram just project underscore diy underscore hunter then we have facebook tiktok um all those are project diy hunter so yeah reach out to us on all those platforms give us a like a follow um and once again appreciate y'all listening and go tigers